Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Hello, hello. And Mohanad is here. Hello. Hello. Uh, everyone has had dinner, correct? Yes. Yes, finally. Excellent. I realize that I don't check, you know, whether everyone's fed. And I should, because like if you don't eat and then you launch into a podcast and get halfway through, it gets a bit, it gets a bit dicey. Also, it's quite long. Like if we don't eat, this is going to be done by like 9 p.m. We're going to be quite a long day without food. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what we should have? You know the the things that players eat like on the touchline, the little frubes or whatever they are, the little yogurt things? What I'd want is that little coconut thing that all the South Americans have. (laughs) What is it? You know that little coconut thing? Yeah, but like what is it? It's... It's apparently some South American, wait, South American soccer drink. Like everybody has that. Apparently gives you energy and helps. Um, yerba, is it? Oh. I've oh, mate. Mate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, exactly. Mate. It's yerba mate. <laughs> yerba mate. Yerba mate. Yeah. Um, so it's bitter in flavor, popular in South American countries, as well as Syria and Lebanon. Yeah. Apparently it's just like a more intense kind of green tea sort of flavor. And yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, everyone's got energy. That's good. Uh, I want to start with a frankly incredible story. Philip Neville. Famously, famously don't let him near a beach, right? Yeah. We all know why. Yeah. Uh, he's he's going to take over as Inter-Miami manager. David Beckham called him specifically. <laughs> I mean... Is, is this a done deal? Like, Yeah, it's happening. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Phil Neville's not going to say no. And also, like, wasn't he wasn't he a women's coach? Like, England women's or something? Or yeah, he's currently, like, his current job is manager in England. I thought he left it. He, so, he, so did I. He decided not to renew his contract. So his contract was going to end in July, and now he's leaving early to, to be into Miami. But was he rubbish or just, like... Yeah. Because, like, they got to the semifinal. It sounded like it started off well, but I don't remember if it was rubbish or not. It started off okay, and then it went bad, yeah. Okay, so I'm confused. Wasn't the Canadian guy, didn't didn't the Canadian women's team coach go to the... To no, he went to the men's. Top? Oh, he went to the men's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Herdman. But yeah, I, ju- I just, like, MLS is famously difficult for foreign managers in the first place. And then you've got a man who can't go out in the sun, <coughs> you know, much like me, can't go out in the sun and has, an, has issues with Spanish. Well, I was going to say, I, I worry, I worry <laughs> he hears all the Spanish in Miami and it triggers. Well, this is, this is my point. Um, you know, I, I just, like, if you could picture someone that would, that would fit in Miami, the last person you would picture is Phil Neville. So let me tell you something. I was just looking at his Wikipedia here. In... Mm. 2018, he was England women coach. And then in 2019, it became Great Britain women. I think he was supposed to be the coach of the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that didn't happen. Wow, he has nine goals in 505 appearances. (laughs) Like, I get he wasn't there to score. But, like, you're 5'11", you're a fullback and a midfielder. Like, you could get more than nine in 505. You would think that in 505 games, you'd score more than that by accident. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I bet his brother has less. But. <laughs> yeah, good point. Can we check that? Um, Let me see how many it. goals Gary Neville has got. While we do that, I'm looking at his record as England women's manager. And, I mean, he... We we like to make fun of things and call them make believe tin pot trophies. But he did win the make believe she believes cup <laughs> against <laughs> his four teams. I think it's France, U.S., and some England and somebody else. So it's not I'm that gonna, bad. I'm gonna guess Germany. But I mean, those are all good teams. To be fair, but so. uh, Gary Neville has five and four hundred. Unreal. No, so it's a better ratio. <laughs> No, yeah, Phil Neville has a much better ratio. Yeah, but, but Gary Neville never played in midfield. To be fair, this is true. Wait, Gary Neville was England assistant from 2012 to 2016. Iceland, yeah, with Hodgson. Oh yeah, then he went to Valencia for a year. No, that was after Valencia, I think. No, before Valencia was after 2015 to 2016. Yo, <laughs> it ruined both Nevilles. It's really funny. It's the Peter Lim thing, right? And like yep. for for inter Miami context, so he is part owner of Salford FC. Of you know, Beckham is a part owner. All the 92 guys, except for one who I can't remember, are part owners of it. And Peter Lim is the other majority owner of it. So uh, Beckham is basically just saying, You're my boy. <laughs> Come, you know, it's like me. If I own the football club, like I'd be like, any of you guys have your coaching badges? All right, <laughs> manage my team. That's literally how it would go down. Obviously, as if as if it would depend whether we had coaching badges. Come on, yeah. <laughs> it would literally not. It would. We would be some sort of involvement in that club, one way or another. All of our relatives, all of our you know extended families, everybody would be part of that club. Yeah. yeah imagine you buy a football club and like Alex is just there at your door, just knocks, just looks at you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I don't know if the, if, the, if the listeners know this, but we have a pact between us um, that if any of us or any of our kids makes it as a professional player of any kind of sport making this kind of money, we're all retiring and living off that person. Yeah, yeah it's, very much, it's very much entourage without all the... Yeah. You know. Like if, if, any, if any of you guys or your kids or something is making 200k a week, I'm not working again, are you insane? <laughs> Like, like people think, like, I'm just collecting videos of my kid playing football and sharing them in the group chat for fun. No, this is scouting. <laughs> the YouTube compilation has started already. Speaking of that, that young, um, is a Turkish kid that's, like, really good all over YouTube. He's in the Liverpool Academy now, eh? Mm-hmm. He's, like, destroying kids, man. Damn. Who is this? I have not heard of this. Oh, really? Arat. Yeah, he's famous. Arat, yeah. He's a Turkish boy who is like seven or something. And he's just so good. And basically his dad just like always had him work out and be all this like physical. And he put his things on Twitter and Instagram and he just got really known. And now he's at Liverpool Academy. And it was like, I I stumbled upon a video of him today, just like taking on the whole field, like just back and forth. Like he's insane. Alex, you know who, you know who he is. He's a, it's a, it's a kid that everyone thinks is a girl. Yeah. All these boys. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah okay. but it's a boy with long hair. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yes. Nice. And uh, so, so like Liverpool have him, or he's just like training with them? He's just in the like in the youth team. Like, there's no have him at that age. I think it's just kind of like. Okay. Got it. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, cool. very cool. Mistake though. Should have gone to Leipzig or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, a progressive German coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of youngsters, um, let's start with Manchester United for a couple of reasons. Uh, Bernie, want to tell us about Ahmed Diallo, your big new signing? Um, I can tell you about YouTube clips if you want. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, he's an Ivorian, which is nice. Uh, always want more Africans at, at, at my club. Um, well, now that Alex Ferguson's gone, right? You can have more of them. Yeah. Although he got the random ones. Like, what the hell is a Manucho? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, was, he, was he Mozambique? He's Angolan, I, oh, okay. I believe. And then there was Quinton Fortune, who played less games than you actually think when you actually go back and look at it. But yeah, yeah no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, seriously. But it's good to have them in starting, like, let me say, like, at least the potential to have them start, which is the point mm. of this kid in the future. So he's a 18-year-old winger, two-footed or whatever. Uh, the Atalanta players, this is not me because I would never say this, Atlanta players say he's like Messi with the ball, which I've heard many times about other people. So whatever, it <laughs> means nothing. But they actually are very, very thrilled for this kid. And they've been talking about him for a long time. Um, no physicality, which is probably why that, that comes into play. So sure. we'll see how he does. I'm sure they're going to take their time with him, but exciting prospect apparently. So Quinton Fortune has five goals in 76 games for United. Okay, so that's better. That's better than both Neville's. <laughs> yeah. But wait, he was was he a midfielder or? Yeah, he, he was, was a winger. left winger. Okay, so a left winger who's played 173 games in his career has only scored 13 goals. I mean, he's a, he was more, the, uh, more distressed by he only played 113 games in a whole career. He had lots of injuries. Yeah. But then again, he was the uh, defensive wing-back winger before <laughs> defensive wing-back wingers were a thing. <laughs> True. Quentin missed. He's still, he's still playing, by the way. He's playing for Brescia, yeah. Brescia Calcio, which is a football club in Serie B. He, he's, no way. How he's he made... doing that part-time because he was reserve manager at United under Ole, and then he went to Reading. I don't know if he's at Reading still as assistant. But, yeah, it's not a full-time thing. So, can you guess who his teammate is? Is it someone really famous? Oh, wait, Balotelli, no? Yeah. No, no, no. What? Yeah. Actually? What? There's a picture of Balotelli here holding the shirt, yeah. <laughs> but wait, Balotelli went to, Mon- didn't he go to Monza or something? Well, I'm seeing him holding the shirt, so. And this yeah, article, Musk, it? It this article Musk, yeah, yeah, September 2019. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, so they played together for a bit. That's hilarious. He was probably doing like some charity game. <laughs> <laughs> Remarkable. Wow. Hilarious. That's a career. I think I think we should do like a part of just failed careers and just go. We on. may have to very shortly because I'm pretty sure well not actually, but it, like football should shut down. So we may have to. Yeah. We'll we'll see how that goes. I hope not. Okay, so with with newly armed with uh, young Ahmed Diallo, uh, United got Liverpool in the FA Cup. What a draw, fourth round. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, <laughs> I'm tired, mate. You know what is good? It's not a semi-final. They can knock us out, and we don't have to hear about five semi-finals, so I'm good. I actually like this. But it's at Old Trafford. I, I got beat. We got beat at Old Trafford by City. What, does, what difference does this make? But again, if you're going to play Liverpool, this is maybe the time to play Liverpool. That's because true. they're, you know, they're not 
they're not that convincing. I mean, they weren't even that convincing against Aston Villa in the first half with their youth play. So, like, you know, little little things. You never know. The good thing is it's back-to-back in, like, the Prem, and then the next week is FA Cup. So it could be... You could maybe catch them twice with their injured defense. <laughs> oh, that's true. You have them in the league before you have them in the Cup? Mm-hmm. Got it. So speaking okay. of... Remember how we were talking about maybe Klopp is being too much here with the centre-back pairings, and then you saw what happened against Aston Villa, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe this is why they're not playing in the Premier League. I'm like, maybe Klopp's not the something here. Maybe if 17-year-olds are destroying them for pace, like, they're not that good. Yeah, yeah, like, it was a complete mistake, like, especially with how tight games are for Liverpool now in the league, they're not going out and beating teams, like, that easily anymore. Like, maybe you can't afford a single mistake. So it kind of just put a bit, things into a little bit of perspective for me, how bad, I think it was, was it Nathan? I think it was. Nathan, Nathan Phillips? Yeah, I think it was, yes. Like Nathan Phillips Square? <laughs> uh, Reese Williams, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, is that, is that oh, why Klopp played, like, all his, like, his strikers? Like, you know, Salah, Mane, because he's like, we can't defend, clearly. So let's score four and then sub you all off. Like, was this his idea? I have to be honest. I was, like, somewhat offended by the Liverpool lineup. Like, it just seemed a bit ridiculous. And it turned out, like, they kind of needed them. But it it seemed, like, completely overpowered for playing Villa's kids. Yeah, I agree. It was was not in the spirit of the game. You should have at least given Origi a game. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, you look at, like, Fabino, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Mane, Salah, like, it's a lot of starters against these guys that we've literally never heard of a single one of them. Well, especially when Klopp complains every week about having too many fixtures. Well, that and, like, like you know, obviously, you know, they won the league, best team in the league when they're fit, all that stuff. Klopp is a wonderful manager. Everyone loves him. But, like, I'm just thinking now at the human level if I'm Divock Origi for a second. Like, if I can't get a game against Aston Villa. You now they say you can't get a game against Burnley or whatever. Like, we're not talking about Aston Villa, not even reserve. We're talking about their under-18 team or whatever. Then, like, is he trying to tell me to get the hell out of this club? <laughs> like, at what point is it a statement? The, the only thing I'd say is that uh, it's not easy to just drop 11 new players into the side either. Like, just from a, like from a team gelling point of view and actually, like, playing well. We've seen it kind of backfire. It's not easy. So, like, Maybe maybe not as many as he had there, but he will need a few. He'll need at least three or so in that team, three or four. But yeah, I just feel like sometimes, you know, think of it as like Shakiri, Ott, Origi, like Curtis Jones, Minamino. You know, that team, yes, is better than Aston, that Aston Villa team, but that is a horrendous team together all at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just, I, I didn't need 11 changes, just like a few more, you know, a few more. But... Uh, I, th- I thought the Villa kids did all right, you know. Yeah, I think they can hold their heads high. I, I saw them leaving on a minibus <laughs> after the game. But you know what? If you're if you only lost with four one, and I think it was even was it 80th minute and six goals or Liverpool it's scored like six goals, goals were late, pretty late. Like if it you was did one that one well, half time. Yeah, yeah. If you did that well, like you know, you know, what? they're gonna remember this in a weird way. Like you're gonna remember this four-one loss. They held the champions for a long time. They're gonna remember that, and that's I would, you know, you kill for that kind of memory in your life, right? It's true. Wait, uh, Villa, the, the, Villa's. Oh, sorry, sorry, Alex. I was just gonna say the referee is Craig Pawson. 
I thought it was Paulson this whole time. Craig Paulson? Okay, well, you know Craig Paulson, right? Like the ref, you know the yeah, ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought, always thought, because I've never seen it written down, I always thought it was Paulson, like P-A-U-L-S-O-N, right. but it turns out it's P-A-W-S-O-N. Does that oh, change well. your, your view of him? It's a bit more uh, eclectic. <laughs> cool. Um, Villa, though, are in are in what appears to be like quite a bit of trouble with COVID. Like they were supposed to play Spurs on Wednesday, mm. and that's no longer happening. Uh, and Spurs are going to play Fulham instead, which is a bit weird. Like we were talking about this earlier on the thread. Like the the Premier League are just having to make it up as they go along now. There are too many games needing rescheduling and being cancelled and stuff. So they were like, oh, Villa can't play? We'll do the Fulham game that we had to postpone last week. Oh, we'll do the London Very game. Very funny. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't actually realize that was happening. I thought the Fulham Spurs game was like postponed and then they just found a date. But that is actually more interesting. Yeah. No, the date came up because Villa couldn't play. And so they chucked the Fulham game in there. And apparently Fulham are really not particularly happy about that because they weren't expecting to play. But, you know, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, Chelsea beat Morecambe 4-0. Timo Werner finally scored a goal. So did Havertz. He has a really good record in, in the FA Cup. Also, Havertz has 10 goals now. Five of them are against like this and like Bristol City or something. So he's found his level early. <laughs> Domestic Cups against lower league opposition. It was a header as well, which... And he didn't seem to jump that much. I was still impressed. I was impressed. He is very lanky to begin with, so he probably didn't need to. Yeah, it's just weird. It's weird for me. I'm like, your number ten can jump like that. Like, can I don't know. It just it, it seemed awkward to look at to me. I don't know. I think I, I, I saw that goal, and I don't know. Tell me if you agree with me, but I saw that goal, and I thought, if you weren't in a rut, you're not going out for the header. Agreed. <laughs> like he has to I, go for everything. Yeah, I saw that now. I'm like, you know what? If you were having a great season, providing assists and through balls, you are not going nowhere near that center back. But now yeah. you just have to. <laughs> The thing is, yeah. that's a great way to fuel an agenda, but it's actually true. <laughs> it is true. You could actually see it because, like, yeah. he did get he did get smashed right when he went for the header. He got he got hit by the defender, and he was just lying on the floor. And you could see it in his face, like I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no chance he was going to go for that with a good season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very funny. But you know, the Chelsea fans will obviously be hoping that those goals spur those two on to do something in the league. Uh, they've got Fulham next, so maybe. Um, and then Leicester after that. So tricky, tricky little run for Chelsea. Um, and Luton next in the FA Cup. So you, you, presumably they'll smash them. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say United beat Watford 1-0. Anything to say about that? Uh, uh, Van der Beek played really well. That's, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Like, he played really well, I thought. Very impressed. Uh, to the extent McTominay that played well as well. So that's all I can say. Nothing else happened other than those two things. You, you realize the second thing canceled out the first thing. Um, Why? Oh, because McTominay will play now and Van der Beek won't? <laughs> did, you can't can can break up the McFred, right, Bernie? Right. It's a great burger. <laughs> McTominay is the bread. Actually, I won't, I won't mm. take that any further. <laughs> Surely Fred the bread, if anything. <laughs> Um, mm. But did did Van der Beek play well enough that you want him? Like you, you would start him in the Premier League in the next game. I was thinking about this. You start him in the Premier League on the diamond if Matic is the one sweeping up 
not McTominay and you don't need energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need that positional indiscipline and like energy when Donny runs all over the place as well. Like mm. you need that anchor. So I would do that against Burnley and then McFred against Liverpool. But Well, if Burnley are going to just sit and like absorb, I mean, Van de Beek sounds like a good option to have on the field. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you have Matic, he's the only one that can stay back and then let the rest of them do what they want to do. And Van de Beek in that type yeah. of system would work pretty well. Matic's uh, height and heading ability also useful against Burnley. There's a lot of things going on. Yeah, you're going to need um, your, big, your big ones. So Jesse Lingard's alive. Uh, oh, yeah, he played the game. Mm-hmm. This is funny, only because I am 100% convinced he played in this game because Solskjaer heard that Conte is interested and was like, let me show you that he can actually still play in case you're still wondering if you want to do this. Like, this rumor is out there. Conte yep. wants Lingard. And then, and then Ole sent wire transfers to both Young and Lukaku. <laughs> to, to like convince him. <laughs> so here's my question, though. Um, I know Harry Maguire needs a rest. But isn't mm-hmm. Eric Bailly, like, made of glass? Um, he is. Why, is. why is he playing this game? Well, he didn't play the game before against mm-hmm. City. So it's, it's a case of do you rest him or do you let him play, like, you know, so he doesn't lose rhythm? Um, I think that was what it was. And then he almost got a concussion. Apparently he's fine. But, like, they actually had to hold his neck as he was walking. Like, in their, like the medical staff was holding his neck to try and keep it in position as he was walking off the pitch. Wait, bye. He wanted to come... Yeah, he wanted to come back on. They were like, mate, like, you're an idiot. But apparently all the scans have come back. No concussion, no, no nothing. Too bad he doesn't play for Arsenal would have continued the game. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank God it wasn't Maguire because they tried to hold that head in position. It's not happening. Mate. <laughs> Fists would have been flying. <laughs> He'd have fallen straight forward. Um, um, what did Arsenal do? Oh, Arsenal had... To required extra time to be Newcastle, lovely. Yeah, so Arsenal started with uh, Pepe and William and all the people everyone hate, and uh, it didn't work at all. Couldn't beat Newcastle; <laughs> they were awful. And then we had to bring on Lagazette and and Saka and Smith Rowe and stuff. All the players that have been doing well, and of course they won the game. Uh, like this was bad. It was a re- it was a really bad game. Yeah, but shout out to Tierney, man. Week after week, the guy is just blossoming. Like I, I never, like I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know, you know, he played for Celtic. I wasn't following. People said he was good. Okay, whatever. But in, it, it, you know, people talk about well, the rest of the team are bad. Maybe you know, this is why some players are, you know, are not in a good form. But then you look at someone like Tierney who threw anything, and he just still looks class. He just looked phenomenal. He has, I think, the most um, chances created out of anybody in this Arsenal team, but with the least assists because Aubameyang cannot hit a ball. <laughs> so he's just been phenomenal, man. However, Mohamed, you're missing out that the Smith Rowe goal, right? Wasn't that was Tierney? But didn't the ball come off like a top of Lacazette's head and then bounced in the direction of Bro. Smith Rowe? So I think there's root. There's a root here. Okay, Tierney. <laughs> Top of Lacazette's head. Somehow, <laughs> it's ending up in the net. I don't know how, but this works. <laughs> yeah, man. Top of Lacazette's head has been our star player for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very effective. He's finally learned. Now, I, w- I will say, to give him a tiny bit of credit, he did mean it. 
whether he meant it to come off that particular spot, I mean, it's unclear. But he did mean the flick, and it was a really, really good finish from Smith Rowe. Yeah, but the the uh, Saka Smith Rowe, like I said, trifecta has mm. been something for the last couple of weeks, which is crazy to say. But you know, Smith Rowe has been phenomenal, and it, it, look, he's a good player. But I think he's also been really good by the fact that we just have a number ten on the field now that actually links midfield and attack, like. This quality of a player is important, but honestly, we just needed someone. It was constantly, the ball was between Shaka and Elneny all the time with no one in the pocket to like receive, be brave, turn, make something happen. And he's just doing it all now. He just has to stay fit. But he still doesn't seem to me like he's a, like, um, he's not like a number 10, like, just give me the ball and I'll make some, he seems like one of those space invaders. A bit of a Ramsey. The Thomas Muller, I mean, that's really like, no, I don't mean skill-wise, but you know what I mean? Like, he's in the pockets. He's getting into great spaces. Yeah, pass and move, pass and move. Like, he seems like that kind of player to me. I, I tell you what he, he does. He, he kind of, you're, you're right. He, he's everyone's best friend. Like, he'll shift with the play and go and offer, like, the one-two and keep the ball moving. And then he moves forward with the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's mm. the one that links everything together. Um, and and he doesn't just stay in that ten role. It's basically a free role, and he goes where right. he needs. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's working well. It's working. I well. also Let's think he doesn't burn out. Anyone that wears their socks and shin pads like that has to be a baller. They just have oh, to. You, you because can't, like yeah. you can't like you, like how you gotta back that up. You know. Yeah. Is there a player that is shit but does that? Like I, no. that's the question I need. Tati Tati did it. Um, Tati did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, well, do you guys remember Steve Claridge? No, barely. Liverpool uh, or Everton, Claridge. He, Steve Claridge, played for about a hundred clubs. I'm not like that's barely an exaggeration. Uh, Depay yeah. did it. He did. Sanchez baller, did it. There's a baller now. <laughs> Sanchez yeah. did it. A couple did of Alexis people. Did that? I thought Alexis was like over the knee. Well, Alexis okay. did, did the socks, but he also lifted his shorts up into the like Guys, the, the hot pants kind of scenario. There is an article online of the best players who wore the football socks low. And this is a great <laughs> list. Of course. So, we've got Rui Costa. Ooh. Yes, yes. Laurent Blanc. Okay. okay. Mustafa Haji. I liked him. Veron. Wow. Oh, how could I forget that? Tati. Jack Grealish. Even Thomas Muller did it. Hamshik, This is a good list. This is, is a, a very good list. Good list. Uh, mm. There must be something to this. And then there's the other list of like who wore their socks over their knees. Thierry Henry, etc. Uh, interesting. Henry, in my opinion, is that look. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you yeah. say over the knees, it's Henri. Because I don't think people were doing that like to that extent. And then a lot of like, you know, the taller, lankier players started doing it <laughs> because to copy him. Like that, that's a trendsetter right there. So, so th- this is a good question then. So, early nineties we had Cantona with the collar up. Then mm. we had, then we had the the socks over the knee. Then we've got the the low socks. <laughs> and, I, and I suppose we've got Adama Traore with the with oil. The oil. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's the next trend? What else is there? Hmm. Um, also, Anelka with the gloves because I think he was the first one I remember who wore like the gloves, the black gloves to play. And he also did the goalkeeper gloves in one game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. You know, there was the uh, there was the snood for a couple of years. The oh, Sami Nazari. That was a disgrace. 
No, no, I'm, I'm down this rabbit hole of uh, rabbit hole of looking at Henri with those socks over his knees. The guy just looks good, uh-huh. man. The guy just looks so aerodynamic. He looks perfect. You know what I mean? Like he looks like he's won the game already. We're losing on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Henri was the type of player that, like, so as a United fan, if like we're watch, you know how now I kind of like you kind of just watch the game right as kickoff starts. Before yeah. you watch like them in the tunnel coming out, and you see our I And honestly, every I'm like, just everything about him. Is, everything about him is sleek and streamlined. His bald head, his body, his mm-hmm. socks above the knee. The mercurial vapors are skinny and thin. Like everything about him is made so that he can run fast. <laughs> Absolute greyhound. Yeah and, yeah, and then when he scored, he wasn't bothered. So like, it was worse. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why can't you celebrate? Like this was this was easy for you, bro. <laughs> like what? Yeah, and these days Lacazette tries that, and it's just like, no, no, you should celebrate because there aren't that many of these. <laughs> um, what else happened? Um, Stoke got pummeled, which is always nice by Leicester for now. Cool. Um, oh, uh, we, you, go ahead. No, I was going to say we had the 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 magic of the FA Cup with the Marine against Spurs and the the people in their backyards watching with a glass of champagne and all that kind of stuff, you know. And the well, bloke they, with Jurgen Klopp's cut out. Yeah, they got to watch. Um, they got to watch what wasn't it? The was is Bale still? Who's the record now? Neymar, record transfer. Neymar, Neymar. yeah. And then Bale is like top three. Was he second, maybe even? Well, he was number one at at some. Oh, point. and then like all the Coutinho and bullshit happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, pretty pretty incredible stuff, really. I mean, eighth tier, they won seven rounds to get there. Uh, I mean, everyone knows this by now. But on the side of the pitch, there are these numbers that show you which house <laughs> to go and knock on the door if the ball goes in the backyard. I mean, it's lovely stuff. It really is. Did you see the picture of Mourinho and his coaching staff? Sitting on their chairs and like some some bloke is just like on the ledge above them. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Surprised that wasn't a safety concern, really. Yeah, also, you think, right? Also, there was there was a tweet that I saw that like I was really confused. Where like Marines' record attendance is they flew in Nigeria in their 1949, like so the Nigerian football team's first ever game apparently. Like as an FA was against Marine in 1949, Whoa. and they flew the Nigerian team over there, and they made them play barefoot, and the Nigerian team won the game five two. This is bizarre. What? So I was mm. like, A, you're pretty racist for not giving them boots, but B, you lost five two to a bunch of people with no boots. You could have stepped on their feet and won the game. What's wrong with you? Wow, <laughs> that's insane. That's the record, like, attendance, like, physical attendance? Yeah. Right? So they also broke another, I guess, record, but they were trying to sell 600 tickets, like, online or whatever, just to kind of help the club with some money, I think. Didn't they end up with, like, 170000 or something insane like uh, that? I don't think it was that much, but it was a lot, yeah. yeah. It was a lot, so to, like, they, st- they, or maybe 17000 or something, but they, yeah, streamed the game or something like that. They mm-hmm. they made, apparently, £200,000, and their their budget, like, their wage budget is, like, 2000 So this will sustain them for a long time. Like, it's really good for them. Yeah, it's a nice story. I just wish it wasn't like Jose Mourinho's team, so I could actually celebrate it. But, yeah. yeah, fair enough. It was. Uh, I saw just just because we focused on this last week. Uh, Reggion is back from the piglet debacle. Apparently, mm, mm, I saw that. Yes, I was. Yeah. Well, I was watching out for that. 
So apparently endangering the lives of your, your squad doesn't really get you that much of a, that much of a punishment. <laughs> Mate, no, not a, Mourinho not needed his best team. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. You're chasing cups. Also, can we talk about Gareth Bale a little bit? Because like, mm. I think there were, there were <clears throat> two sides you know, to the story before where it was like, oh my God, they can recapture the Garth Bale of old, that, you know, Son, Bale, Kane thing is going to be incredible. And from day one, it has not been like that. Whether it's form or injury, it's not even yeah. been remotely close. It's not and talked like, about enough. It's done, right? Like, Yeah, it's not done. talked about enough how, how much he, this transfer has failed so far. It's, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like he can do it really from what we've seen so far which admittedly has not been very much like bits and pieces from what we've seen so far he looks like if you put him in the box and you cross balls into him like he's good in the air he'll finish chances but he can't do the wing thing he can't do the sprints and the running back and he can't track back so he can't really play in the first team um so this is like a very expensive gamble that that hasn't gone very well but i think genuinely like the the only way he can be useful is if like Kane gets injured and Vinicius maybe is it or isn't, I don't know, whatever. We haven't seen enough of him either, but stick Bale in the box and cross balls into him. He'll probably score some goals, but that's it. I think, I think what we've seen so far might kind of give some um, leverage to Zidane's kind of positioning on Bale at Madrid because, you know, it started to become personal, but if this is what he's seeing in training or this is what he's seeing when he gets his chance, then it makes complete sense why he wouldn't be playing over like Vinicius and Benzema and whoever, you know, Asensio or whoever else, you know. Mm. I mean, if his competition is Hazard, then yeah, any of them, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, it seems like there is a reason why he wasn't playing for Madrid. And it's a shame when these really good players don't take their fitness and professionalism seriously. Like it seems like Bale is one of those where it could be, I mean, he's done a lot. For someone who started off at left back, coming from wherever, playing for Spurs to, you know, that's, transfer fee he got at Madrid and the crazy Champions Leagues and all that. He's already done great. But, you know, you think of him, Ronaldinho, etc. You think of people who just a little bit more professionalism and he could have been like a, you know, household staple. Like he could have been huge. Yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting for him, actually. Like, it, it's quite an, a tricky position because if he doesn't do well enough that Spurs want to keep him next season, which I'm sure they could work out because Real Madrid have no interest in keeping him. Uh, if Spurs don't want him, then someone else is going to have to try and take him. And, like, the reason he got the Spurs move is basically nostalgia. And so, like, who who else is going to pay for that? Like, maybe China, but, like, Inter at this Miami. point, having seen the... Yeah, wing back, wing back at, at Inter Milan. But, like, it is tricky. Like he no, needs no, to no, 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 no. Inter because, Miami. Oh, ooh, ooh. As assistant manager. <laughs> assistant it was his player. chance. Like, like, Ronaldo left Madrid, and it was his chance to take over that team. Like, this was your moment now. Like, step out of the shadows, you know? And do your thing, and he's didn't. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if something physically just is is broken and can't, you know, can't be fixed. I don't know. Anyway, you're right. Very disappointing. Um, Nuno Espirito Santo. Sorry, this is a bit of a non sequitur, but I have this in my notes. He thinks that they can't stop football because if they do, it will never come back, and there'll be a super league. Because only the strong clubs will survive. Oh, like if it's a long time and then all these clubs will go into administration or something? Yeah. And I read it and I was like, you might actually be right. Yeah. Like it's it's not something that we can just brush off. I mean, it's it's worth 
thinking about at least. I mean, yeah, if if it's a long time, but you're right. If like if they cancel a season, potentially, you know, potentially. Yeah. It's, it's an exaggeration, but I do see where he's going with it, right? Because the only point he's making is we need to figure like get people back in stadiums. We need to get back to a regular routine, if not Super League. And you know what? I have a feeling that some of these teams who've been talking Super League, United, Liverpool, I can't remember who else, don't actually mind. They're like, we can we can do this for two years. Like, mm-hmm. They really can. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it, man. A Super League would actually get boring. I would hate it. The whole point is like you you wait for the big games, right? They're not every week. You're not playing Juve next week for no reason, right? It just doesn't make any sense. And then also you want to bag on the small teams once in a while. That's fun. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you just fun, want a bit of a balance. Fun for the big teams, fun for yeah. the small teams. <laughs> like well, I don't, better I don't than not think playing you're... at all, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> like like to Mona's point, like. You know, you do want to see, like, Burnley, like, beat Man City and, like, celebrate that every now and again, right? Anyway, my point was Villa beat Liverpool 7-2, and you wouldn't see that in the Super League, and we would all be worse out for it. I mean, we would. If Arsenal beat anybody in the Super League, (laughs) it would be an upset. So, Uh, True. Oh, speaking of which, Rob Holding got a new deal. So we're jumping around all over the place today. but Well, there's no football. Uh, Alex, sing the song. Rob Holding. Keep holding on, because we'll make it through the something, something. Avril Lavigne, ladies and gents. I love Avril Lavigne, my God. Right. Um, No, I like like his his other song. Rob Holding, you know, he's better than Cannavaro. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Cannavaro has ever heard that? For sure, yeah. I mean, must be a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah, Ballon d'Or. Like, literally, this person I've never heard of, and they're saying he's better than me. Well, is this worse, or is it when Cafu found out that they called that dude the English Cafu? I think I remember there was a bit, an interview with him, and he took it quite well. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, Rob Holding, again, if he's backup, great. How many back, you know, he makes less money than like our backup keeper, Narsen, who can't hold the ball. So he's not, <laughs> he's not making a lot of money. If he's backup, he's great. If he's starting every game, maybe not. You know, if, if this if this stops us from signing a center back, then yes, it's a problem. But if he's given the position that he is, which is you know, Louise will leave. We need the backup. Holding can be it. Great, fantastic. Why not? People are going crazy because they're thinking, okay, well, this is our long term starting center back. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, Atleti have conceded like six goals, haven't they? They goals. have. They are leading with by playing less three games less than everyone else in the top four. Wow. So they and have 38 points to Madrid's 37 and Barcelona's 34, having played three less games than them. And what's their goals against? Oh, I don't know. Six. I don't have a big tape. Six? Yeah. That, I mean, that is bonkers. You know how every time we spell Simeone to leave and do something else? Yeah. Doesn't, you know, he's always right to stick around. <laughs> he's going to win the league now. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's but true. Can, can we talk about the, the goal-scoring chart? So... Messi is up with 11. He decided to care recently, mm-hmm. which is actually a good thing for football because La Liga was on its knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Gerard Ahran Moreno, second. Uh-huh. Iago Aspas, Luis Suarez, good for him. Benzema and Youssef and Nesri. Like, I don't care about anyone on this list. Like, outside of Messi, sure. But, like, Benzema... I expect that, and he's old. Suarez, he's old, so I don't 
I don't. Like, yeah. it's, nothing, it's nothing exciting or interesting about that. The La Liga Galactical era is coming to an end. That's the yeah. I Until mean, Salah, I mean, Salah will go there in a, in a year or two, and like he'll he'll kind of paper over. But the but he doesn't it. have that same international pull as you know the players he used to have. You know what I mean? Like Salah just doesn't have that. Inter- he also, wants it so bad. Like Hazard should have been that guy, but he's just fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Hazard should have been the guy that re- revitalizes the Madrid side, brings a little bit of that glamour. People follow it so closely, but he's just been nothing. Mo, I've been Honestly, waiting all day for someone to do uh, um, like a parody of Buss It with like Hazard. So, <laughs> yes, Hazard, yes. They that should. They really should. Honestly, I think the lifestyle there was just too good for him. Like Chelsea lived in London in the suburbs, nothing to do, gets dark early, cold. You know, you go home, you look after yourself. Madrid, come on, even in a pandemic. But did you remember that episode I called it where I just said he's not a fighter? He's not that hungry dude to get no, push, push, and push. Much. He's just no. not that guy. Like, yeah, I'll play well and I'm enjoying myself, but like, am I going to push myself and change my lifestyle and not eat this and not do that to become, you know, the guy, like the guy I could be? He was never going to be that guy. No, he, he tended to take a season off. Yeah. Like he would be brilliant player of the year, 15 goals assist, and then next season, nothing. Hmm. But yeah, there it is. Uh, right, these are the these are the uh, Premier League fixtures coming up uh, midweek. Actually, there is football like every day now for like a couple of weeks. It's mad. Um, so just jump in if there's anything you want to say. Sheffield United, Newcastle, Burnley against Manchester United. Uh, I'm calling I'm calling a draw here. By the way, Burnley United calling a draw. No, um, mate. United are going to score like four. Burnley three wins out of five. What? what? Oh, all competitions? Like, uh, like their form? Yeah. Or are you saying like, wow? Okay. Actually, I don't know if it's all comps or in the league, but three out of five. I, I expect the draw because we're not a good pressure team. However, a draw takes us to the top of the table, which I will embrace and use as a trophy for the rest of the season. <laughs> so Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Wolves against Everton. This is a tale of two strikers. For Everton, uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is out. Hamstring injury. For Wolves, they brought Patrick Cotrone back from Fiorentina because they don't have a striker. Oh, they did? Mm. Mm. They took took our advice. All right. It's on now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Manchester City against Brighton. The only thing I have to say about Brighton is that they signed a South African winger, Percy Tau, like two years ago. And he couldn't get a work permit, so he's been on loan in Belgium. Apparently, he's been smashing it. Um, and where's this, where's this guy from? South Africa. Oh, um, Percy Tau. So look out for him. Um, I don't know if he'll start, but anyway, there you go. Uh, Spurs against Fulham and Arsenal against Crystal Palace. So the only good thing about all of this is that there's football every day. Yes. The quality. Let's not get picky. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. But hey, we're at home. There's nothing else to do with this lockdown. I'll take, you know, I'll probably watch Sheffield Newcastle at one o'clock. Whatever. Let's but don't get on. too don't get too attached to any fixture because up until an hour before, yeah, <laughs> could get postponed. Actually, Good point. That is Good true. Point. And then there's uh, like a lot of games right after, like because these games take us Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then the games start again on Saturday. Um, anything good there? Oh, wow. So Fulham? Yeah, okay. Fulham played Chelsea and Spurs in a row. Mm-mm-mm. Fun. 
Oh, Liverpool United on the 17th. Okay. Okay. Something. And you yeah. know what? A Villa-Everton game, if Villa have their players back, would be fun. But I don't know if they will by the 17th. I mean, frankly, even if they do, half of them have just had COVID. So, like, how yeah. good could they possibly be? Anyway, we'll see. Um, let's wrap it up with your favorite topic and mine, Meza Ozil. So, <laughs> Mohamed, he did a Q&A. Of course he did. Uh, Arteta was asked about it Arteta was not very happy about it uh, what did you learn if anything this was his goodbye to the fans I think I think it's happening in January he's looking more and more likely to go to Fenerbahce which is you know whatever puts an end to this saga like we were talking the other day I think me and Bernie were arguing about Ozil on the thread and then you came on and you were like oh you gotta just copy pasted this conversation from <laughs> any of the last, like, 30 arguments about it. It's the same BS back and forth, whatever you stand, it just doesn't change. It's taken its toll now, like... I tried it, to bend a little bit, but, you know, yeah, it's, but, it's hard. <laughs> um, bend it like Ozil. Bend it like Ozil. And then, uh, yeah, so he did this Q&A. I think it's kind of like a goodbye to the fans. He's probably, you know, probably off to Fenerbahce this, uh, this, this year, or even this month. And then he says he wants to play in the U.S., maybe Inter Miami in a couple of years. Why not? Um, but yeah, we learned a couple of interesting things. You know what his favorite city is, what he likes. So as a kid, he used to have number 10 and J.J. Okocha on the back of the jersey. Hey. That's interesting. I might start, um, start praising him a little bit now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> he named his... Uh, oh, and he obviously thinks Ronaldo's better than Messi. Uh, it's I mean, in his contract. It's in his signed, contract still. And he has yeah. you know, he signed with Madrid, so yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that was very interesting is his team of, like, the, the best Arsenal team he's ever played with. So there's a couple of things that stood out here. First of all, he has Ospina in goal. It, it, it's surprising, but who? what are the options? Alex? Check? No. I was going to say, he was not blessed with, with no. <laughs> goalkeepers. But, but Leno... Yeah, Leno's there, Chesney. I mean, Petr Cech, you, you would select just because of what he's done in the game. You're but right. clearly, Ospina was his mate. Like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of mates in here. There's like Balasinac, there's Nabri. You know, there's some mates in there. Um, <laughs> other than that, like, yeah, Sanya, Koscielny. I mean, Mertesacker. Because um, Orla Ramsey think? made sense. How could he not pick Kolasinac after the man saved his life? Like, he did. Yeah. Come on, he man. picked Kolasinac. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he didn't do uh, that, like, even I would be offended. <laughs> Come on. They're best friends, man. And we're not. We're gonna keep getting on Twitter updates on all the players that leave. We're gonna get Kolasinac. You know, broke the uh, what's their name? Schalke's Schalke. 38 game non-winning streak by beating something like four 0 and he was yeah. captain. So we're gonna get that thrown in our face. Saliba was man of the match for Nice. Ozil's going to go run the Turkish league. Like, there's no getting away from it, mate. Can I just say, as someone who was battered by Chris Smalling is doing well tweets and things <laughs> like that, try whatever you can, try to ignore it because it is nonsense. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Bernie, End of story. Bernie, Mkhitaryan has as much goals and assists as Ronaldo in the Syria. This okay, is where so we both, both of us. This is exactly. We both have to deal with this nonsense. Because yep. honestly, every time Alex is like, mates, make a turn, I'll actually be good again. I hate, I, I'm fuming. <laughs> He's genuinely, like, on paper, one of the best players in Europe. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You know those graphs that we keep seeing on Twitter? Yeah. He's like, top right card. Yeah. <laughs> D- 
deep progressions per 90, killing it. <laughs> unreal, oh, man, unreal. Man. But yeah, so that's, it looks like the end of the Ozil, finally, the Ozil saga. Do, do um, you reckon, so it's clearly, it's been between like DC United and Fenerbahce, and then all this shit went happened in DC, he was like, right, <laughs> Fenerbahce <laughs> is... Fenerbahce, yeah, he loves them, man. He's been a he's been a fan he's since he's young and blah blah blah. And I'm sure you know everybody wants to bring him back to Turkey. He's a huge name. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, whatever. It'll be nice to finally just see some highlights of Ozil again playing football. I just enjoy watching him play. Like I just like seeing him. Play. Is it? Is there anyone else? Do we know who's on the Fenerbahce team right now that you will be playing with? Should he go there? Uh, let me see. Also, there are rumors of what's his name that striker going to uh, Besiktas. Oh man, that's you mean Rocky. rumors as in like our buddy put it in our group chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perotti, Papi Cisse, Ener Valencia. Ener? Yeah, he's wow. still around. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm surprised to see Papi Cisse. Who else? Oh, Luis Gustavo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I mean, I'm sure? just, I'm just, I'm just reading it off Google, so some of this might be outdated. But the fact is, they were there at some point. This is, this is what I love about the Turkish league, man. It's just a massive nostalgia trip. Yeah, yeah. You see, like, you see, like, if you look at like international players, in <laughs> Turkish league, Demba <laughs> scoring goals, running in from his own half. Uh, like, what can't you see? List of foreign players. Oh wow, they do it by nationality, mate. This is not important. I need like. Argentina, none of these guys are famous, but there's so many of them. Yeah, so many Argentinians. You can see it now. Ozil slips it through. Papi Cisse goes through, <laughs> gets fouled. Perotti with the penalty. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, they, uh, the and Fenerbahce and them, they love picking up these players. Yep. Them, so. Yep. 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 It's all marketing. Yeah. Anyway, we better leave it there. Because we're literally oh. Googling Venabache players at this point. <laughs> well, when there's FA Cup, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> oh, one, 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 one quick thing before we leave, just because we would be remiss. The top goal scorer in the Turkish league is... Carl oh. Laren of Canada. Oh, yes. Nice. Yep. Nice. So, Jonathan David fucks it, up, fucks it up and Laren picks up the baton. We move. Canadians killing it in Europe, one way or another. Yep. <laughs> We're good. All right. Good night, guys. Night. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekosh blog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.